0: Thank you for listening to The Data is My Science Podcast, the show that makes data your passion, with your host, Dapper Data. What's up, y'all? You're listening to The Data is My Science Podcast, the show that makes data your passion, with your host, Dapper Data. Um, thank you for tuning in once again. Um, I I have a very, very, very special guest, uh, coming on today. Uh, this person, she has been, um, an intricate part to, uh, to my dissertation, you know, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a few, but, uh, today, you know, we have a very important topic to discuss. Uh, it's, it's serious in, in the data science world. I don't know anybody else, but, but it's serious in our world, you know, for sure, but, um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how do you turn data into value, and and what we see is that every company collects data, uh, some more than others, you know, whatever it is, but at the end of the day, it does not matter how much data you're collecting if you can't do anything with it, and if you can't turn it into value, and so that's something that's very important to uh, the data science industry, and that really takes a business mindset, I want to say, so this is where we decided to say, hey, look, we're going to reach out to the experts that understand how to turn data into value. And so I brought to you an expert in data visualization, an expert in being able to turn data into value. And uh, this person, uh, just to give a little background on this person, I actually uh, met this person on Instagram and I looked back at when I met this person, it was actually about, let's see, we're in May or well, June now. So it was a little over a month ago, it was May 1st, right? So May 1st, I actually tried to connect to, I bet, for probably about two weeks before that, I was trying to connect to multiple data scientists. And I would get connections back and forth, but I actually tried to reach out and, and uh, go into the Instagram messenger and, and try to um, direct message a lot of different data scientists. And I only got feedback from this one person, this person right here <laughs> that's uh, that's here with me. And um, you know, I'm so glad that she reached out to me because sometimes when you're going through uh, the branding process or when you're trying to become an expert at something, you're trying to reach out to other people. If you don't get feedback right away, you get a little discouraged, but uh, it happened at the right moment. And uh, just to talk a little bit about how this person actually helped me out with my dissertation topic. Um, when I reached out to her, I say, hey, look, you know, you know, what are your thoughts on this or that, you know, with related to data science? And I mean, I learned probably about a paragraph or more worth of information in the span of like three minutes. So that tells you how smart uh, this person is. Um, so this person really helped me narrow down my dissertation, and and I'm sure that we'll have a great connection going forward, you know. But you know, uh, without further introduction, I just want to introduce you to the founder of Data TechCon and data visualization expert, Toby. Uh, say hi, Toby.
1: Hi, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you for hi. coming on the podcast. Uh, so, so Toby, tell them a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do, where you're from, you know, what are you currently doing now?
1: All right, thank you so much for having me. So I am Toby, I'm a data scientist and the founder of Data TechCon a training a data training and consulting company whose mission is to help increase data literacy and train the future data scientists and analytics um, leaders to help fulfill data jobs especially in underrepresented communities. I am originally from Nigeria and I moved out to the U.S. for my master's program in computer and information systems. I live in California and I currently work as a data science and analytics manager in a Fortune 200 healthcare company where I leverage data science and machine learning to create BI solutions and predictive models to so help businesses make informed decisions. So I've pretty much, I have about 10 years' experience overall in tech. Yeah, six years plus in data. So I'm pretty much well-rounded when it comes to tech. I started my career as a system administrator, transitioned Mm -hmm. into web development, and finally transitioned into data. So in data, I have worked across various domains, ranging from retail, analyzing retail data, financial data, marketing Mm -hmm. data, sales and healthcare data. So pretty much I am well-rounded when it comes to like analyzing data, coming up with, like, KPI metrics that track um, the projection towards goals. And honestly, I think this is one of the most interesting fields. And I feel everybody, even the ones that are non-technical, can easily transition into this field with proper mentorship and guidance from experts.
0: Yeah, that was great. You know, I mean, so... You you hit on something that was very very important to me, um, and un, and helping the audience understand that data science is probably one of the best and most interesting fields, you know, in Absolutely. the in the industry right now, you know, and you know so so why so why data science, right? I mean, when you're going through all these paths, you have all these different paths you could take in the world, right? And so you decided, to say, hey, look. I'm going to choose data science. You know, were you influenced by the money? Were you influenced by the passion of data? You know, what, what made you say data science?
1: all right so i can all this back to my um final capstone during my master's program we mm-hmm. had to um we were tasked with a project to analyze crime rates in chicago oh, use collecting okay. data directly yeah from data.org and leveraging tableau data visualization tool so mm-hmm. i was one of the team leaders for the group and pretty much, I think my room came up as the first position because I was excited about the whole thing. I was like, oh, wow, I want to see, I want to get more insight or derive more insight to understand because I pretty much moved to the US. I was like, oh, this is going to be an interesting like um, project for right, me. Right, I want to mm-hmm. understand better, right. like what causes crime in Chicago? How are people being like um, arrested? What ethnicity, mm. what race, mm. Like what exactly impacts what kind of crimes? What high, what are the highest crimes, the lowest crimes and all? So after the whole project, I was pretty much drilled with the insight I really uncovered. And after my master's, I was like, oh, I think because I have a technical background, I know a lot about um database already, collecting data, storing data and all. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, now I can collect data, store data. How about me? analyzing the data and presenting it to like the businesses to make informed decisions. So I can say data science, because data science is all about leveraging, a, um, building a technical solution to help businesses solve real problems.
0: Right, right. I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, and, but then to take it a step further, right? I mean, I, I've seen people go into data science. Uh, well, I've seen data scientists that were programmers that were developers right that were coders or something or mathematicians statisticians uh data visualization experts um data mining experts right so there's different different parts of data science that you can actually take and you can say hey i'm a data scientist too i actually did a post uh uh one of my first posts i said you know uh uh, it, it had about i think it had about five or six hands right they raised their hand and said and i said who is a data scientist and it was every, every field that you can think of almost. And right. a lot of people say, hey, I'm a data scientist. And so what made you say, uh, I'm not going to choose statistician, right? I'm not going to choose mathematician. I'm not going to choose uh, being a programmer. I'm going to choose data visualization. I mean, I, I know that data visualization can be used in things like determining the frequencies, finding different patterns and stuff, you know. And it seems like that may be one of the most important fields. In the industry. Um, can you touch on that? Why, why did you choose data visualization out of everything else?
1: Okay so I'm gonna get started by talking a little bit about data science. Like we know we have various domains in data science. So mm-hmm. data science is small. I think it's just a new buzzword word for like computer science, right? Ah, just like yeah. being a computer scientist, <laughs> You can work in various domains because you're being taught, like, everything from software, web Mm. development, networking, and it's left for you to decide on what niche you want to, like, concentrate in based on your passion and your expertise, right? So, with data science, it's more about, like, data mining, data story, data collection. But at the end of the day, you are going to be presenting those data sets you have actually collected, analyzed, transformed, to like non-technical savvy. So Mm. that is where we have to be considerate about how the human brain processes information, right? Right. We are dealing in the fourth industrial revolution era, era of like automation, innovation, smart technologies, and Mm. era of big data. And the projected data volume in 2020 is going to be 2.5 quintillion bytes. That is huge in terms of volume, veracity, um, velocity, and veracity as well. So that is huge. So how do you expect humans to like, easily scroll (laughs) through rows of data, like we're talking about big data, and understand exactly what they want to pitch in. So that is where data visualization comes in. So data visualization is a great way to tell a compelling data story to your Mm -hmm. audience, especially because every time you are creating a data visualization or an interactive dashboard solution, the first thing we consider is we consider the audience. Who are we presenting the data to? We are presenting to like non-technical people, we're presenting to C level um executive people that are in charge of decision yeah. making. They don't have time to scroll through roles of data. Right. Just the or same they way probably
0: way. don't understand the roles of data either. Exactly. they right? <laughs> don't understand that. We're
1: talking about big data like rows of data with like multiple columns and
0: stuff there's
1: no how they can understand that in five seconds so data that's where data visualization comes in it's all about you aggregating the data and creating a centralized platform whereby whoever you're presenting the data to can easily understand that just by a glance looking at right. the charts and visuals or graphs you have actually put together for them to like understand the data even without you being there so that right. is the concept of data visualization and that is why it is very important
0: yeah yeah and i can see why you chose it right because you're helping people yeah. actually make that final yeah. decision right and that's exactly. and, I, and i i think that's important to understand because a lot of people get caught up in things that are not uh the business mindset portion right and the business right. mindset—that's where you get into the data visualization part, because as a C level exec, right, they're not going to care about uh, those those rows and rows of data, right? They're like, hey, look, right. how does this make me money? How does this exactly transform my company? You know, right. what are you trying to say? Right. How can I make a better investment in, right. uh, in 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 whatever decision I'm trying to make? And also, how can I have supportive evidence that that I can show the world? Um, as to the reason why I made this decision, right? They want to be able to support right. it as well. And what what better way to do it than pretty charts and graphs, just to, just to dumb it down a little bit, because yeah, right. that's what it is, right? You're giving these charts, you're giving these graphs, you're finding unique patterns and stuff in the data, and you can do it real time too, if you want to. And Absolutely, that's the end result, you know right. That's you really cool. can
1: integrate the you can integrate like the data sources directly to like the BI solution or whatever mm-hmm. software you're using, and the data reports in real time. Because we have to keep in mind majority of the people collecting the data are non tech savvy. So mm. data integrity have a long way to a long road to play in this aspect. For instance, mm-hmm. the CRM data these data information are collected by sales reps they literally like typing so there's a lot of missing values and stuff right, a lot right. of human error. at all <laughs> yeah exactly so okay. they just call, and you have to like be considerate because they put in those information as they speak with the customer over the phone so yeah we are all human we expect yeah. to have errors and stuff that's where the data scientists come in to like mm-hmm. clean up the data and transform the data so literally yeah. we spend about 60 70 percent of our time cleaning up the data that was that's gone. my
0: favorite part right there i'll say that i i love the data <laughs> mining i love cleaning it i love yeah, finding those love uh, human too. errors you know um right. I, I i don't know if i i don't know if i love uh the statistical side yet i've been i've been deeply involved in it uh trying to do my 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 degree but still that math side of things you know i mean what's your thought do you like the math side of things
1: yeah, my, my bachelor's was in computer science and statistics. So statistics mm-hmm. is all about when you hear analysis, analysis is simply applying statistics. So mm-hmm. we're talking about descriptive statistics. We're talking about inferential yeah, statistics.
0: Inferential, yeah. <laughs> all about
1: you applying that. It depends on the tool you're using, Python, Power BI, Even Excel, they all have different functions and Mm -hmm. based on the functions or based on the analysis, for instance, you're trying to search for, um, look for the variance, standard deviation and all that stuff. So based Mm -hmm. on whatever tool you're using, that's where you have to like come up with the exact function that matches that tool. So yeah, I love statistics. I used yeah. to be one of the best students. In <laughs> oh,
0: nice. <laughs> I love math. Yeah.
1: So math has been my foundation. I think that's why I really like enjoy um, data science.
0: That's great. That's great. So I don't know if you talk too much about it, but you are actually, um, just to drill it down, your your specialty and focus within the field is healthcare, you know, and and, right. and being in healthcare, the healthcare industry. People don't understand. I I saw this article the other day. Let me see if I can uh, find it real quick Um, because I had it. Uh, But the article was saying that healthcare is the most significant revenue-generating industry across the globe, and we're talking about it's going to take over the health. It's going to take over the market and increase by thirty-four point twenty-seven billion by two thousand twenty-two. And what you see is you see healthcare being one of the major focuses on uh, within the data science industry Um, and you being in healthcare and having a focus on that uh, how do you believe data visualization is impacting the healthcare industry
1: okay so i can talk to that because i am in the industry and when it comes to healthcare i can honestly say data science is really impacting the industry because i mean we've been able to like leverage a lot of technologies and apply it to like everything that has to do with like health and mm. just to like improve the overall operation performance and also patient health so when it comes to healthcare there are a lot of ways we can leverage it and the first thing i have to call out is with healthcare we work with a lot of data right we work with clinical data we work with medical mm-hmm. data billing data um, healthcare provider data and all so it can be applicable on all areas of healthcare we mm-hmm. leverage that and um, things like chatbot board um, for AI that's where we respond to people however when it comes to healthcare Things like chatbot can actually work in like industries like retail, e-commerce. But when Mm -hmm. it comes to healthcare, I think it is pretty minimal because at the end of the day, the patient still needs to like be in contact with a doctor, right? Right, So for healthcare industry, data science and AI is gonna make a huge impact. However, it is not gonna replace doctors. It's just gonna Mm. help doctors like um, iterate a lot of repetitive processes in jobs like things like leveraging AI yeah leveraging AI to like scan um maybe um medical um scan taking scan x-rays and all that stuff it's just going to help them like improve the processes especially like things like patient wait time I remember analyzing the data just for us to like be able to like improve the overall wait time of patient right yeah, We want to yeah, see the data how long do they spend when they get admitted when they get yeah. discharged how long do they even take to like see the first person right in the hospital right. and so then you can the see the why
0: internet. it does that yeah i'm right. doing that with the exactly. restaurant as well yeah the so, wait time is exactly.
1: key. Right. So you are gonna start with your patient because in healthcare the patients are considered the customers. And mm-hmm. remember customer satisfaction is key, right? Mm-hmm. So you are trying to like come up with like technologies to like simplify the whole process and make it like smooth and I mean make them like happy at the end of the day their satisfaction is what you rely on to make those revenues. So it is very important in healthcare and it can be leveraged across various functions in healthcare. However, we have a lot of limitations because of the security stuff, the HIPAA Mm -hmm. compliance, compatibility, which simply means the data integrity, the data is coming from different electronic health recording system, electronic medical record system and remember right. those data sets are collected by non-technical people so there's no how the data is going to match we have to do the data modeling cleaning transformation to so like create those solutions at the end of yeah. the day and
0: yeah. another
1: major fact, um, part of data science that plays like a key role in healthcare is the predictive analytics part mm-hmm. Being able to leverage historic data to predict the likelihood of patients recovering in real time or a certain time, being able to leverage predictive um, data to like predict like, things like detect diseases. Yeah. So yeah, I can yeah, tell key. this back to like um, coronavirus, we've been able to like collect bunch of data and based on this, we've created things like chatbot that actually like stand for like p- maybe patient that feel like they have coronavirus just to like mm-hmm. help them like come up with like symptoms, best practices and yeah, all yeah. that just to help like improve the overall health um, quality of both patient and also mm-hmm. the overall operation of health. And
0: people don't understand why... Why, Why when I go into, as a patient, you know, I've I've heard people complain. They say, oh man, I go into this hospital. Or I go into the urgent care and I have to fill out all this information. I just have to right. give them all this information. I just, I, what do they need to know this for? You know, I'm here because I know my big toe hurts, but you care about my age or something, you know? And so, uh, so they don't understand, you know, that data is collected by multiple people over time and it's historical data they can store and store and store and then you can connect it to things right and over time patterns right
1: right and another thing i need to point out when it comes to healthcare data before any analysis there's something we call de-identifying we have to de-identify the data set so Mm -hmm. that is one major challenge healthcare data have when it comes to data analysis and Mm -hmm. machine learning because i mean these are like people's personal privacy and with the HIPAA um, Mm -hmm. policy it is very important security like you are not going to be able to like recognize any familiar name whatsoever, social um social security number, any PII, uh, oh, okay. um, personal yeah, identity information or something like that. So it is one of the shortfalls when it comes to like, especially when you have to like analyze medical data or um maybe lab data. So right, those right. are the things.
0: I mean, I, I, I don't know if um, the person's name, I mean, you might be able to make connections, you know, because you've been in the industry of data science much longer, but, but the person's name or social security and stuff, do you think that those things can provide some type of value even to the uh, person? I mean, we're hiding it, but could they provide value? I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, because that can be tied down to like the um, person's medical history right Mm. so that's the thing yeah you're collecting data from desperate sources keep that in mind so you're collecting customer Uh information data from one database you're collecting the medical record from one database but at the end of the day we still need to aggregate the data by creating a relationship All like using joint people working with like Microsoft um, SQL servers and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have to create a relationship for the data coming from desperate data sources to talk to each other before you can even create a visualization. So if there's no relationship and you try to like um, use the slices and filter, it's not gonna like replicate, it's not gonna like display the actual record. So it is very important even if you're working with like 10 different, because I work on a project. The project I worked on, I think, last week, it was actually like 20 pages of um, dashboard solutions, um, including predictive models. And Mm. every view had um, data coming in from a minimum of at least five,
0: Sources, oh man, so a lot of the <laughs> how long did that take
1: to thing? do it? Yeah, it takes like I mean, that's the problem because I mean, <laughs> it's a 905 and they're like all about deadlines and stuff.
0: Yeah,
1: and you have to set your time yourself. So, those are the pros and cons of like yeah. working 905 and being a consultant working for yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. And y'all heard that, y'all heard that from Toby. Make sure you give up that social security number. Don't be scared to do it because it is important information, right? You know? Yeah, it is so, important, but
1: it is protected. So yeah, no one mm-hmm. is gonna see that. We don't see that in the front end whatsoever. Right, right. It's literally de-identified before we start our analysis so we cannot even recognize everybody anybody. So right. it is hundred percent secure and we have to go through a lot of HIPAA training before we even like leverage or work on any patients mm-hmm.
0: well something right. that you brought up that uh it just made me uh think about it you were thinking you were talking about some of the most important uh, uh things about the data you're collecting um it it just dawned on me probably one of the most important things is that is the accuracy of the data right you probably right. have to make sure that whether it's the patient's you know she as, as something as 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 small or we may think as small as, as the patient's phone number email address or contact information you know uh needs to be accurate you know or even diving into okay well you know the blood type the 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 uh right. the, you know whether they have a history of, of certain types of diseases in their family all that stuff needs to be pretty accurate uh for things like diagnosing uh another disease right. in their system as well right you know. Uh, so that's important. I didn't know, I didn't think about how important, I mean, that's when you're talking about cleaning the data, we always talk about making sure it's accurate, but the healthcare industry is probably one of the most places, most important places. Oh to make yeah, sure and I can
1: also talk about um, being in the data. That's why most times in healthcare industries, when we come up with um, hypotheses, test the hypothesis before the theory, mm-hmm. It's always, we have to bin the data. For instance, the age group, right? When you get mm-hmm. the data, you're going to see like all patients or like all healthcare members, mm-hmm. they have like different age group from zero to 100, right? Mm-hmm. However, when you translate that data or transform that data into a visual, it's not mm-hmm. going to have zero to 100, right? We create what we call a bucket or a bin that group the age, maybe like in 10, maybe from 50 to um. 60 or above 60 oh. mid age that's why at the end of the day when you hear the about the coronavirus we always like categorize based on the being like oh the people that have the likelihood of contacting this disease are above 60 right oh, but the yeah. data did not come that way yeah it literally came in like from the actual age of the individual person but mm-hmm. those are the things you have to do at the back end when you start creating your data model those are the things you have to like come up with no one is going to tell you what you need to do you are the data scientist or the data analyst and everything comes with years of experience
0: yeah yeah so i'm, I'm sure within within we well, going through that whole process and being in the healthcare industry you probably use uh several tools to do things like a uh, visualization you know process or even before that you know collecting the data you know but tools data visualization tools data science tools always important in the industry um, so so what data visualization tools do you see most often used right now in in the industry so
1: Okay, I can talk about like I mean throughout my years of experience as a data scientist, I literally started as a data analyst, which is just a junior um role of a data scientist, right? Mm-hmm. So I have worked with Power BI, Tableau, um, Google Data Studio, and I think um I do like a lot of visualization with Python too. But um when we talk about business intelligence tools, these are tools that can Actually transform those data into the BI solution. So that's where we're talking about um, the major ones I leverage Power BI, Tableau, and R Shiny. So yeah. these are like the main tools. And some organizations you find yourself like um they have like multiple of the tools. Like in my current organization, we have a lot. So it depends on. What job functions or what industry I am mm-hmm. actually like um, analyzing data in, I'll decide the tool I want to use. But I am uh-huh. well rounded because I've worked with like good tools even from my college days and up till now. So that is right, the right. fun fact.
0: So, which one you said, so uh, so out of those, right, you named Tableau, you named Google, which I, I just heard, and I'm, I'm sorry, I know it seems like I'm a rookie and stuff, but I just heard <laughs> Google's uh the Google, Google, Google data show. studio. Yeah, yeah. I just right. heard about that probably about I heard I read it in an article about uh a week ago, a week or two ago. Oh, wow. I was like, Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, using yeah.
1: That. well I was using that I think in twenty seventeen at my mm-hmm. job because they that's were like amazing. I mean, so that's the good part. Like it doesn't matter the size of the industry. If you're a small business, yeah we have a lot of tools that can fit your pocket. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it is very important Every industry can adapt um, data science. It's, so we, it, we have a lot of cost-effective like, tools and even free tools we can leverage. Yeah, Things like yeah. um, Google Analytics. That's like pretty free. And Google is providing that to everybody to collect data, especially when you have a website. Implement yeah. that, start collecting data. Yeah, we need that for the restaurant. <laughs> based on that, yeah, based on that, you can make informed decisions. And it can mm-hmm. also help you like, improve the overall performance of your website as well.
0: Yeah, and that's something you don't even need like Google Analytics, you don't need to be an expert in in the um in data science or anything like that for that. You know, you can it kind of tells you pretty much everything, right? Or do you
1: right. Uh, you you actually do though when the company is bigger, right? So oh, like yeah gotcha. Um, once it gets bigger, you're not going to, like, do everything right in Google Analytics. There's something we call Google Tag Manager, right? Mm. You have to implement tags on all the tools the company is leveraging okay. into Google to start tracking and collecting data. Tools like Optimize, things like Marketo, tools like mm. um, Call Tracking um, Numbers, um, QNX, right, a lot right, of the right. tools, right? So once the companies start getting bigger, like I said, I work in a Fortune 200 company. So we have a lot of tools, if not a lot of softwares, if not more than 200. So at the end of the day, you're not going to integrate all those tags into Google Analytics. That's where Google Tag Manager comes in. That is where we create and implement all the tags that come in from various softwares. Things like tracking calls, phone calls, like I track phone calls, I can track. Things like how many people clicked on the website, how many people um, contacted us, how many people downloaded the form on the website. So all those things are considered event mm-hmm. tracking on the website. And to get that to that point, we need to set what we call the variable, the trigger, and the tags. And that is where it gets technical. And we use the GTM for that.
0: Right, right. So, but that's probably as they get, I guess, like you said, as they get bigger, for small businesses itself. Uh, Do you think they can probably handle the Google Analytics or are there other tools out there that you recommend for a small business to just use just to track some of the basic stuff?
1: Yeah, I think the first tool, I mean, every business should have is the Google Analytics tool because one, the first goal is for you to start up up a business. The first goal is for you to create a website. And once the website is up and running, the second thought is how do I drive traffic to my website? That is where Mm -hmm. digital marketing comes in once you start deploying digital marketing implementation and tactics the next thing is how do i understand what customers are actually doing on my website so that is what we call customer engagement and um, behavior so that is where the web analytics comes in right so that tool can help you integrate um, your google um, digital marketing tactics and softwares directly into google analytics and you can collect data and you can start analyzing to make informed decisions yeah
0: yeah no no great i mean that's great advice right there and uh so so we talk about some of the tools I know you listed the Tableau uh BI you li- I mean you listed the BI you listed uh Tableau uh mm-hmm. and then what about um what about uh things like open source tools and why not open source Right
1: so the first thing um I mean one major important thing when it comes to data is mm-hmm. security right mm-hmm. it is very important especially in healthcare right even deploying or even saving stuff on google drive that contains pii which is personal identifier um information things like your phone number um address social security number we don't even advise that cuz security is wow. very important we see a lot of data breach yeah so organizations like enterprise or organizations that have like domains and stuff they would Mm -hmm. never go that route except it's secured, right? So that's why we go with like trusted parties. I mean, Microsoft have been like one of the top software um, companies for years and years. And they can also create um, personalized um, software or features to like meet the industry need, Mm -hmm. right? So for instance, we deployed Microsoft Azure, which is the cloud um, computing for like um, big data and stuff like that. Before they deploy those tools or softwares or technologies, they want to like find out what is the company's um, need. So the first thing for healthcare is always the security part. So Mm -hmm. every organization or every software we have to use, we make sure they have IPA compliance.
0: Mm. That is very important right right there, yeah. Very important,
1: okay, they don't joke with HIPAA, yeah. And you can go to jail for that, so I advise everyone, you can look that up, it's very important. Yeah, very, very important. Security is like one major thing. So it's okay if you're like a small company, you're just trying to like get started and all. However, once you start getting clients and you feel like, oh yeah, the business has started making money, it's very important to go with a secure tool, like whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. I think Google Data Studio is pretty free. There's still a lot of bugs in there, right? Yeah. Unlike, yeah. <laughs> you just pay, like, maybe $20 monthly to, like, have Power BI, and you can leverage, like, to the maximum, like, ability. You can even, mm-hmm. like, work on the solution. You can deploy it directly to the cloud, and you can have your stuff, like, secured. So, right. yeah, I know when it comes to, like, small businesses, cost can be a constraint, but it is very important once you start um. Getting clients and you start making revenue. It is important to consider all those things.
0: Yeah, it's about quality, right? I mean, you want to make sure that right. you have a quality product where you don't have to have any worries, right? I mean, that's how right. some people go. They go into a house and they're saying, "Look, I'd rather buy a brand new house because exactly. I want this house. <laughs> I don't want to have to mm-hmm. worry about fixing anything in the long run. I don't want to right. worry about any security issues. I don't want to have to worry about anything, you know." But so, right. yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind. And again, I'll reiterate, you know, because I've read a lot about this. HIPAA is very important. Being HIPAA compliant, I mean, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. That's probably one of the most important things that, that, I've, yeah. thought, that I've heard about in the industry when, when going through my doctorate degree. Uh, they talk about how if you're dealing with data, you're dealing with health, the health industry, you know, that you need to understand through and through you know, what it means to be HIPAA compliant and what it, what it, what it means to not be. And so, uh, so that's very important. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one thing mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on, I thought this, and I saved this towards the end, because I, I think this is very important. This is very dear to my heart. And I know to you as well, you know, being from Nigeria, uh, you know, what would you like to see in data science um, or artificial intelligence or machine learning or whatever part of data science, you know, what would you like to see accomplished in Africa um, as a continent, you know, or in Nigeria as a a country itself?
1: Okay, I can get started by um, talking about Africa as a continent. I think the major industry and not just Africa, I think the whole world, right? The major Mm -hmm. industry that we need to like leverage this, um, data science and AI is like healthcare. I mean, we mm. all know, like, okay, it's all about us. It's all about yeah. me, it's about you, right? It's all about how to get better, how to, like, improve our health. And these can only be applicable if we can leverage innovative technologies, smart technologies, automation, and all that stuff. You don't want to go to the hospital and you want to spend like maybe um three hours without someone even like physically seeing you and all. We have yeah. a lot of things like telehealth um, chatbots and all we can yeah. all integrate. And for Nigeria, I think we still pretty much have a long way to go. We have to start first by talking about how to collect data, how to store uh, data. Right. I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even know if any African yeah. country have a centralized database yeah because yeah. even <laughs> when it goes to like coronavirus the way they were reporting the data it was just obvious like we don't even have a centralized data storage and yeah. we can't even like i mean these are like our citizens right we want to make yeah. the country better we want to be able to like track our citizens and know like exactly when to like come in when to help people and all that so i think that's the first thing because you cannot analyze something you don't have right so you have to start from the fundamental which is literally to like collect data
0: yeah right and there's different ways of collecting it right because a lot of them don't even know some of them don't know they're collecting but then a lot of times they're they're uh they 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 don't even know where to start to start collecting the data you can be a social media whatever.
1: right some of them (laughs) even collect the data but the question is how do they store the data so mm. that's where the database comes in. Some people collect the data in just like the traditional um, hard copy and all. I mean, mm. this is like... you
0: are still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
1: I mean, you get a system, you input that. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to like mm. have um, a fully functional database, especially like in small businesses out there in Africa. You go to like African stores, maybe um, restaurants and all, they don't even have something as small as a security camera.
0: -hmm. So it is a lot.
1: Like when it comes to technology, it's it's still like a lot like there's still, still need a long way to go. So, but what I'm gonna advise and like what I'm trying to like, how I can impact the country is also um helping like train the next generation of data Mm. scientists and analysts. At the end of the day, when we in um implement those technologies or deploy those technologies, the question is. Do we have people that are highly trained to, like, manage those um, technologies? So that is where it is very essential to also train, like, the younger people and let them know, like, there are a lot of skills needed in technical um, careers. So, and you can do it, start from high school, start, um, I mean, focusing on jobs or, sorry, start focusing on subjects that are, like, STEM related. So that Mm -hmm. way you can be one of the citizens that can make an impact in the company the country or the nation as, as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point because they don't, uh, and I was going to touch on education in general, you know, like no education in the world can really afford a tutor for every child or anything like that. But but are starting to really, um, maybe we can all um, uh, train the artificial intelligence or machine learning to kind of make it more personalized from a, um, right. from a teaching standpoint as well. But like you said, just going all the way back, I mean, before we even get to AI and ML, I mean, how do they exactly. even collect and right. store the data, right? right? You know, and that's right. something I didn't think about. <laughs>
1: that's, <laughs> right. that's exactly why I say. Like, people are always fast, like, coming up to me like, oh, I want to be a data scientist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone is interested in becoming a data scientist. However, I know a lot of people, like, based on the data I have collected for my survey, I know a lot of people just, like, Uh, After being a data scientist, just because it's a buzzword and because Mm. of the pain, right? Right, I always advise people, especially the non-technical people, you want to start from the fundamental, right? Mm. You want to learn how to like, how does it work before you Mm. start using the tool? How exactly does it work? Like what I do, the instance I just gave you. Yeah, you're a business owner. You want to start up a business. How does it work? What strategies are you creating around that? The first step is to register your business, get your website. The next question is how do you intend to drive traffic to your website? Mm -hmm. So it is very important to like start from the fundamental. And if you're not like really technically inclined, it is very important to reach out to somebody. Look for a mentor, and they can break it down to you. You don't want to like just hop into a job and feel like, oh yeah, I just want the title data science, scientists, and all. I have seen, I have worked in a lot of places. We hired like data scientists, data analysts, and we didn't take more than maybe like two months. They let them go because they were not competent. Yeah, Yeah. so it is real out there.
0: like, like just the database itself, right? They don't even right. understand, uh, right. I, remember, exactly. I yeah, I just did a, I just responded to something on uh, social media about how a lot of people, um, they were asking about database as a service and how that's impacting the world, you know, what's your thought as a data scientist. Right. And I was thinking, well, you know, it, it is sad, you know, but that's the part that a lot of us skip because that's not the cool section yeah, part. Yeah, a lot right? of people, that's you know? yeah, true. <laughs>
1: A lot of people yeah. skip that part because they just want to, like, run into yeah. machine learning.
0: It's, right, right.
1: Learning <laughs> <just> <laughs> like, that is like the, that's like the missing ever like, in the, yeah. the field. That's the problem of lines of code. There yeah. are a lot. And another thing is just think about it, like, oh, everyone dominating this industry, this student all. Think about mm-hmm. it. In the next 10 years, is this still going to be a buzzword or stuff? Mm. What do you think? And you see people going in like, oh, I want to have a master's in data science, right? How yeah. about you having a master's in computer science? So that way you can be well-rounded. When yeah. this buzzword fades out, you can easily transition into the next uh, available data science like um, domain. So it is very important, data storage. So that's the role database play. Very important before you can, because you can't remember, you cannot collect, you cannot analyze what you don't have. Right. Right. You, right. Need to you, have get, <laughs> you have to collect it. Start, you know how to
0: collect right. it. Or you, you even start
1: analyzing, and mm-hmm. like we said, garbage in, garbage out. So yeah, if you right. Know how <laughs> and how it starts, then definitely, I don't think you'll be like really, really like cool, like presenting the data or even transforming the data. So very important. Right.
0: right. Well, thank you, thank you, Toby. I appreciate it. You know, I'm not going to hold you any longer, but you know, as we always. Uh, say uh, data science is, is 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 very important. Like you mentioned, it is a buzzword, um, you know, and we have to really get down to the foundational part, you know. So that's a good gem that you definitely provided, you know, to our audience, you know. And speaking on uh, data visualization, import, uh, specifically, I always look at uh, data visualization. I always like to talk about how you're turning data into value, you know, making better investments. Making uh, uh, being able to support to have a foundation uh, or something to support your decision that you're making, you know, and it right. provides us with like a quick and clear understanding of the information uh, as well, you know. So uh, before I go ahead and head off, do you do you have any uh, final things you want to say to everybody about about data science?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, one final thing I want to say to everybody is. Everyone, anybody can become a data scientist or a data analyst. Don't let anybody tell you you cannot. Mm. It doesn't matter what your background is. Your background in data science stands as your superpower. So Mm. that is your domain expertise because at the end of the day, we are analyzing data based on different Job functions and industry, for instance, you're analyzing marketing data, you need to have some kind of marketing background, right? So your domain stands as your superpower. So the only thing you need to learn is how to leverage those data analytics tools and technologies to like um, transform data. Into actionable insights to help the business improve its value. So we can all do it. However, I always advise people and recommend go slowly but surely. Because I know a lot of people are always like feeling like, oh, I want to learn data science in two years, um, two weeks. It is right. not. That's easy, right? It is not You don't want to like just sit down on the computer, start watching videos.:
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> it comes with years of expertise, but mm-hmm. the last thing I'm going to say is, practice, practice, practice. The more mm. you practice with these tools, the more you get better, and the more you uncover and your experience start playing a lot in the field. So we all can do it. Don't let anyone discourage you. You can do it you need a mentor, you can reach out to anybody on Instagram yeah. that you see that yes. has yep. like a good or data analytics profile. And mm-hmm. also, if you feel like you're part of the underrepresented community or like minority, you can reach out to like people like you so that way we can yeah. guide you and also provide you the best um, guidance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No. And, and that's, that's, that's very dope. Thank you for uh, – uh, I, I really appreciate you being on the podcast, Toby. Um, And again, you all find your superpower, you know, and and run with it and stuff within data science. I like that, you know. Um, So you've been listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. And again, I'm your host, Dapper Data. Thanks again, Toby, for being on. Uh, You can always reach me at Mr. Dapper Data on any of the social media links. So, uh, Toby, where can they reach you at?
1: Yeah, you can reach me at um datatechcon.com. Sorry, www.datatechcon.com or on Instagram, datatechcon.com.
0: Okay. And uh, oh, I I meant to uh you, do you have I know you're always promoting at uh, classes, things like that. Do you have anything coming up uh that they can sign up Yeah, for?
1: absolutely. So um like I said at the beginning of the whole um interview and stuff, um we actually run a data um training company, right? So mm-hmm. The way it works is we run like an eight weeks boot camp that is more centered and focused on hands-on. So we are actually impacting like people of color, underrepresented community, and we're teaching them how to go from like zero, with zero experience to like being um, job ready and like getting those nailing those job and getting those um positions as data scientists and data analysts and i can say we've trained more than 100 plus people and pretty much the success rate has been super great with a mini on average the minimum student um currently make like maybe thirty dollars an hour and these were people with zero experience when they joined and the good part is we've trained a lot of people irrespective of their background we have a lot of people we've trained that have phd masters oh, and um, bachelors. yeah because the 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 part about phd is they concentrate a lot on research however yeah, when yeah, they theory come out they don't from
0: come they
1: from do practice, <laughs> you need the practice right yeah, so yeah. i and Mm -hmm. i am like pretty like i mean glad to like be able to like make impact especially around underrepresented communities
0: yeah yeah well thank you toby i appreciate it thank uh, everybody make sure you you go to the website make sure you sign up you know and um i definitely would love to have you again you know thanks again for joining me on the data is my science podcast i'll talk to you later
1: all right thank you for having me bye-bye bye Thank
0: you for listening to the Data is My Science Podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data.